Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we have arrived at Fridays. Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, streaming at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app. And I think we've got a pretty, pretty, pretty good show. Line up for you. Good about it. I feel good about it. I'm looking at the numbers for our fundraising for uh, the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund, sponsoring the Neighborhood Development Center, which is helping businesses and the Lake Street area and Midtown, uh, Frogtown, almost fifty-two thousand. So all those morning shows and mid-afternoon shows. All the shows before ours. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All the shows before ours do so much good work raising money. Today we have two matching sponsors. We want to thank Rhinestones Unlimited and Jester Concept Restaurant Group. And we're going to be talking to Brent from the restaurant group. A lot of good restaurants. A lot in of good restaurants at four o'clock today and hearing about their sponsorship. So we want to thank them as well. But yes, that's a lot of money. It is. And the goal is 80000 So that's really great. People are helping. Katie said, uh, Mr. Rogers told me to look for the helpers. My talk is always there. Thanks for being helpers. Oh. Someone donated $7 because the round numbers are uncomfortable. Philip, you're very funny. <laughs> People are donating in honor of their dad, just like $20. Father, nice. Or, you know, all kinds of donations, any amount. So um, anyway, that's very cool. Very cool. And you can just go to mytalk1071.com, keyword Neighbor. That's right. I was going to say donate, but donate. it's neighbor. neighbor. We probably already used donate in the yeah. past. <laughs> so I was calling a couple of friends this morning that live in St. Paul to see if they were going over to the Penumbra tonight to watch A Breath for George because that is just a week-long presentation and it's an hour-long video, spoken word, music, history, memory. It's so well done. And it's, it's local actors, activists, and teachers. It's amazing. It's amazing. So tonight at the Penumbra at 7.30 and 8.30, and do you know that two of the three people I called were already going? Oh, are you kidding? With a friend. That's nice. Because they heard us talking about That's it. That's nice. And we got a lot of people asking us about it, you know, because I think they might have got rained out last night. So yes. I, so I'm glad that tonight they're at the... Um, they're at the Pen- Penumbra. Yes. And is it the last night, Lori? They're no, here. it's Friday. It's tonight at 7.30 and 8.30. Then tomorrow night at the Pillsbury House Theater, which is on Chicago Avenue at yeah. 7.30 and 8.30. It really will make you think it's- in, in, in ways that you might not have thought before. Really good. And then Sunday at 7.30 and 8.30 in Osseo at the Yellow Tree Theater. So... Excellent. It's oh. it's so worth it. It is. It's so worth it. So thanks. I, I love it that you called your friends and they're already going. Well, love it when people uh, listen, don't you? Yeah. And a couple people that are like way into music and they might have known one of the people that was in it. Yeah. And anyway, so uh, um, and then um, Holly, I know yesterday you posted the the photo and the story of I can't think of her name right now. The hundred and three year old. Um, British sweetheart who sang um, Till We oh, Meet yes. Again. Vera Lynn. Mm-hmm. Vera Lynn. And the Queen is, was devastated over her yes. because they, of course, are only, you know, eight years apart. 
One of her longest friends Friends. that's still alive. Yeah, well, she passed away, Vera Mm -hmm. did. But the Washington Post had a really amazing obituary and story just about her life. And then then we find out this morning that Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings and also Alien passed away at the age of 88. And this is going to sound terrible, but I thought he was really old back in the Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I mean... What character did he play? Bilbo Baggins. Well, that was the name of the character? Julia, we do not have time to explain well, Lord of the other, Rings. I'm thinking you. Bilbo Baggins died, and I'm thinking no, the that, actor Ian Holm. Thank yes. you. Bilbo, thank played you. Bilbo. Baggins. We don't have time. Yes, we do. We have three hours, Laurie. We well, are here for a while. But how do you explain the character of Bilbo Baggins? I guess is he the gatekeeper, narrator, kind of a heart? Well, he's the main character in The Hobbit. Yes, and in the Lord of the Rings movies, he's a supporting character. He's older, so like. That Lord of the Rings, Bilbo is older. Oh, so they aged him. Yeah, so he's a little aged, but mm-hmm. yeah, th- uh, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's Bilbo hard Baggins. to explain yeah. the role if you've never seen it because it's a trilogy and it's big. But you know, Shauna Aston, you know, is you know, and the other guy. You, you I know, know, I Elijah know, Wood. I kind of yeah. know, I, I know. I know. Hard? These were a big darn deal, Lori. I did know that. Did your boys watch Lord of the Rings? They may have. I'm sure they I, did. I just remember as a young star when um, we owned this farm in Wisconsin with a couple other families and a couple of the boys that were Read my age were reading The Hobbit and running around doing all this weird Hobbit <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, what is... What is these guys are so weird? You can we can have Leonard Nimoy explain to you who Bilbo Baggins is all because right, he sang right. a song about it back in the day, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. He found that it's perfect, oh, yeah. And you know he was in lots of movies as characters. He was in a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. He was on. People he, will recognize him. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. a Shakespearean actor, but he was eighty-eight, so he lived a good long life. But he uh, did have uh, Harkin, or Parkinson's. Parkinson's. He harped a lot. That's right. And then um, I do have a book recommendation because Julia is trying to be Donnie Love in book authors. I cannot even breathe. I can't stand it. And he had told us this when the COVID started because we loved to like just we would this was how we loved our books. We would just tear out pages or print things from things and we'd say, Donnie, can you get us this book? And magically he would get this book. Mm -hmm. We had no idea how many emails, how many phone calls, how many logistics. And, of I, it. and I'm not good at it is what I'm finding out. People aren't responding. But he had told us yes. when COVID started and in a couple of weeks into it, he said, we're going to have to slow down on the books. I'm really having a hard time. They are not a lot of probably what people who got cut yeah. in jobs are the people who might be the ones who are mailing out the books and the support staff, you know, and, yeah. he, and he had just said, it's really going to be tricky to get books for you ladies this summer and we're like no what are you talking what about, are you talking Donnie? about? come on but the interesting thing is the people the, the authors like abby Jimenez, who was on yesterday from nadia cakes and all of her great books yeah. and uh, someone emailed us right uh, another one was um susan elizabeth phillips her sister lives here right no, and we're she emailed us the and then susan elizabeth phillips literally gave me uh, an email with all of her friends, you know, Kristen Higgins, Kristen Hanna, and oh, all good. these. So I'm on it, but You're it's just, it. it's a lot of yeah, minutiae. No, I really don't enjoy it. We just had no idea that it was, and this is just exaggerating. So We this, are, but but it is, it, I this one lady, I've 
five emails, and I'm like, forget it. I'm giving up on you. Well, you know, I, who knows well, how that's much what work I said. she's doing. That's what I thought. She might be doing like other people are doing the work of one or two Everybody's or three Everybody's kind people. of had to change it up yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this was a book that I got um, from Chapter 2 Books like in May. And okay. um, it had been... On our list, I know Donnie had approached this uh, author, this, but it was a hot, hot book. It was, it's called Such a Fun Age. Oh, yes. I recognize By the Kylie color. Reed, and uh, Reese picked it as one of her book clubs. But it is really a wonderful, complex page-turner, and it... The Such a Fun Age might refer to either Amira, who's the 25-year-old black woman who keenly feels that working part-time as a babysitter and part-time as a typist doesn't count as true adulting, or her charge, which is Briar, a three-year-old uh, girl who's got quite the imagination. And um, so I don't know which one of those things, but basically the book is the story of um, Amira, the little girl, and then the girl's mom. And Amir one night has to go late at like 1030 at night. The mom calls. Will you come and take Briar to the grocery store? An incident happened to our house. You need to get her out of the house. She takes her to this grocery store. It's this very white area and in a grocery store at like 1030 at night. And so she's kind of in a nightclub outfit. And she gets accused by the security guard of kidnapping this little girl. Oh, for crying out loud. And it's all on videotape. Okay. But, I mean, this book came out, like, back in February. And right. It's really unbelievable. It's so, so good. It and is. Okay. I really... Uh, Such a fun age. Yeah, recommend it. And it's just in our, the time that we're in right now. It's It just will give you another way to look at how people are... Um, you know, vulnerable, and uh, there's a lot of armchair activism and virtue signaling, and all of that is explored. It's it's just you'll read it in just a couple of days if you have if you have time on your hands. Such fun age. That's a good that's a good recommendation. Thanks, right, Laura. And, and I didn't even have to read the book. No. <laughs> I miss, you would like the book. You know I would like it. I miss I miss having books. Like we just go we used to go to our bookshelf. Yeah, yeah I know. And it was like, oh I love this. All right, listen, we'll be right back with our story we can't get enough of. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. You're listening to Dietrich Haddon's new track called I Can't Breathe. And I believe we were introduced to it by the ladies on the view this morning. We were. They played that for the entirety oh. and Holly posted that. It's it's so moving. And the it's words, words, his voice, everything. And um, so if you have like not been paying attention to the news, there's been a lot of talk about Juneteenth. And um, it's today. It's today, which it's, it's a mashup of June and the 19th. But the, the meaning behind it, and um, uh, I know every year, because Juneteenth usually doesn't always fall on Grandma's Marathon weekend, but a lot of times Grandma's Marathon Father's Day yep. weekend, it would be one of my weekend picks because there would be celebrations mm-hmm. happening in Theodore Worth Park and the, um, in St. Paul, kind of little pockets all over the Twin Cities. But people didn't really, I don't think, really appreciate or understood what it was, but it's been in the news, and I think that has been a good thing because people, what Juneteenth, I'll, I'll sum it up, all right. In a posty note okay. way. We also, uh, if you really want a, a really amazing article about the history of it and, and the in-depth story of Juneteenth, Holly posted that um, for you. And it's from uh, Bazaar magazine, the, the history of Juneteenth. But it recognizes and celebrates 
Black People's Freedom and the End of Slavery, which was June 19th, 1865, when the Union Army General and the Union Army is, is who beat the Confederates mm-hmm. just to keep everybody up. I keep saying we won. <laughs> yeah. Issued orders to free enslaved people in the retaken Confederate territory of Texas two years after, after Lincoln signed the Emancipation Pro- Proclamation 1863 when the Civil War ended and the um, Union beat the Confederate army. And so it took two years for the news to reach Texas where there were 250,000 slaves Yeah, wow. still in Texas. Yep. And none of them knew that the president had, ended, the, had ended, slavery. had granted yeah. their freedom two years earlier. And the, the, the three common theories about how that news was kept from Texas. Cause remember this is, 1865. Mm-hmm. Um, one news crawled along very slowly. Absolutely, in those there's days. no internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, others were that messengers carrying the proclamation to Texas were murdered and route to keep from delivering it. And another theory of why it took nearly 30 months for Lincoln's uh, writ to reach the Lone Star State was that. The federal or local government, some somewhere in the the government, that they delayed sending the announcement so plantation owners could get one last crop of sure. free labor. And while all of those might be true, it just also could m- mean that there was not an adequate means of enforcing the proclamation in rebel states. Sure. So. Uh, anyway, but uh, this this uh, Major General Gordon Granger arrived at the port of Galveston, and he assumed command of the of the army, and then released the proclamation. Mm-hmm. And it's been Juneteenth ever since, and it's come and gone as far as how it was celebrated. I mean, in the South, it wasn't recognized. You know, it had to be kind of kept quiet and all of that. So there's a real big. There's a, you'll see a lot of a. Uh, Celebrities today calling for today to be made a national holiday. Absolutely. It's it's an Independence Day. Yes. You know, and it's a second are... Independence Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ben's Day. And, and uh, like uh, Taylor Swift, I, I just have to say, she has been perfect during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, how her messaging. Yeah. Is- just how she's been out loud. She's there early on in the, you know, social distancing, but she, 
She uh, gave all of her employees the day off. I know Nike made it a paid company holiday. Well, and holiday. locally, we have Target who made it a paid holiday, mm-hmm. Best Buy, U.S. Bank. Um, when I Work is another local yeah. company that have all made it a national holiday. And I think it's excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And the governor today um, is... Um, wants the legislative leaders to work with the community on a bill that he could sign into law to have this be a state holiday. Yeah. So, yeah. Which and here's great. what stuff that's going on today. So at, at three o'clock, there's a cookout and donation drive at cup foods at 38th in Chicago. Yes. where George Floyd was murdered. There's a social justice rally tonight from five to eight at Brooklyn park city hall. There's the Ashes to Beauty block party from 5 to 8 tonight in Kelly Park in Apple Valley. And there's a rep, uh, that's already over. And then there's a Juneteenth celebration at the Target parking lot on Lake and Minnehaha from now until 8 o'clock tonight. So there's stuff cool. going on. Just celebrate that. So And take a look at the post. I'd like to learn a little bit more. Yeah. We'll be right back with Chris Riemann Schneider from the Star Tribune. We're going to talk a little music. For hanging out with us, what we know about this song, Love Tings by Ashley Dubois, because Chris Raymond Schneider is joining us uh, from the Star Tribune. Told us about her a couple days ago. We love that summer jam. That is, that's a, uh, I love that song. Second, I heard it, such a feel good groover, which we could all use a little feel good oh, music right now. It's, We're like, it should be our bumper. Yeah, it's really good. We got to try and play that. So I'm glad that you wrote about her because I forgot that she'd been on The Voice. Yeah, she had a pretty good run on The Voice, and, and she, she put out, right pretty soon after that, she put out a, a really good solo album called Be You. And then she's just kind of been doing a wide variety of stuff since then. It was kind of on the down low for a while. She she did, uh, she was part of Dessa's collaboration with the Minnesota Orchestra, which turned out great. And she's been kind of doing collaborations like that. And I think this song's a, a sign that she's ready to get back to doing her own thing. And, and what a great start. Yeah, love, well, love things. Okay, so hello, Chris. Hello, we Chris. missed you. Nice to have you nice on. To yeah, miss you guys too. Um, okay, so let's talk. You've broken. You've got a couple of new stories about some uh, good, you know, music. Sick and tired from Sounds of Blackness, and uh, also sung by Chastity Joan or Brown. Excuse Ch- me, Chastity Brown. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the uh, contrast to. I mean, Ashley's song was great because it's it's just a feel good kind of su- summer breezy summer distraction kind of thing and and our musicians are already stepping up and and singing to the times in in powerful ways and and uh two two songs were released today for juneteenth uh kind of both in reaction to the uh george floyd tragedy and and uh, one one was by sounds of blackness called sick and tired which which uh we wrote about on, on our website this morning and it's you know, sounds of blackness are are you know they by, by design their their music is, has really always kind of been feel good. Um, I did Gary Hines, the leader in in, in our write up, called it hold hands songs. You mm-hmm. know, kind of feel good gospel songs. Well, that just doesn't apply right now. This is a really fiery, um, you know, singing to matters of the day, and it's it's a powerful song. And then Chastity, she she posted a, a song today. Uh, was she wrote it just a few weeks ago? Apparently, inspired by right right before the George Floyd tragedy, she had a uh, nephew in New York, I guess, who was uh, she says was roughed up by police. So she kind of wrote, wrote it in reaction to that. So yeah, both really powerful stuff. You can just find look at the social media outlets for both those artists and easily find them. Great yeah, stuff. Yeah, Chastity Brown. Her song is called Golden, and uh, the Sounds of Blackness song is uh, Sick and Tired. And we're going to play that later. Yeah. 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 Powerful stuff.
Okay, so Chris, um, how have you been doing? Not going. I mean, your life has changed dramatically when you think about everybody's life. I'm just thinking about you. You, your job. I mean, you always went out and saw concerts. It's amazing. I'm going to bed at like 10:30 at night these days. <laughs> I haven't done that in, in decades. Uh, that, you know, it's it's been interesting because it's. Um, I, I've actually been been pretty busy. We've been pretty busy. Um, it just the the news you know first it was all the cancellations mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like well what what where what are people doing with tick what are we supposed to do with our tickets right. blah 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 now it's now it's on to um there are a few venues that are to, uh, starting to host music again there's a, there's been virtual stuff and 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 not, then now there's this this uh which I believe we're going to talk about this this pretty pretty amazing and impressive effort by a, a national lobbying group, kind of headed up by First Avenue, called Save Our Stages. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's been lots lots to write about. Do you uh, have you heard or talked to Dana? I mean, I know she was on the CBS Morning News a couple of days ago um, about the you know the hashtag Save Our Stages about the 2,000 independent music venues being addressed in a congressional way for getting support because it does feel like that's the last thing to open that yeah. in sports places. Yeah. In fact, uh, today I'm actually working on a story. It's for, for a week from Sunday. Cause they're they're with, with this group that, that Dana's heading up. Dana's the owner of first Avenue, mm-hmm. you know, Frank, um, it's this national organization that she started with some other club owners around the country called NIVA, N-I-V-A, which is the National Independent Venues Association. Um, they're, it's, they're, they're lobbying. They're lobbying for support, and, and their their point is they had to shut down because of out of the interest of public health, mm-hmm. and which they're all 100% believe in and, and support sure. that, that decision to shut them down. But now they feel like the public, they need to get a little public assistance to try to get by in the meantime. And, you know, um, as, as I was saying, you know, a few venues in town are kind of starting to reopen, but it's really kind of just the patio music kind of thing. It's, it's, you know, it's God love them. And, and it, you know, might people might be able to get a little fix here and there, live music, but most, most of these these full time music venues are, are are expecting to be closed through pretty much the end of the year. Most of them say they they can't. You know, right now the capacity limits for music venues based on the uh, COVID guidelines are twenty five percent capacity is all they can have. Twenty five percent of their normal. So if it's a thousand capacity venue, they can only have two hundred fifty people in. Most of them say they can't operate with that. They 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 the break even point is about seventy five percent. They say, mm-hmm. and that's. That's not going to be. We're not going to get to there anytime soon. Where right. people can be that crowded together, and and beyond that, most of them are nervous about the. You know, they don't want to put their employees or, or their customers in at risk either. So they're they're just worried about the safety concerns of the two. So yeah, it's looking bad, and they're hoping that this this, this national organization that that Dana's setting up, they're they're trying very hard and and making a very good effort. Uh, case you know making we- their case very well. Do you know how many people have signed the the Save Our Stage? We posted the link, I think, yesterday, was it? On Wednesday, we posted it. And if you just use hashtag Save Our Stages, and they have a link so that you can send for here. You know, it's Klobuchar and Smith. Smith But there are people that podcast and stream maybe from other states, but by putting in your zip code, it'll get... And then it's just sent to them. So, I mean, I I hope so, because it does seem like a lot of people really are missing... 
going to concerts and going to shows, whatever yeah, that may and be. When, and when this thing is over, uh, you know, whenever that's going to right. be, which is... Which is Where are we going to go? I don't know. But, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm going to party like crazy. Oh, <laughs> honey. Aren't you guys? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's I like it's 1999. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. No, and they've, they've, their lobbying effort, I mean, they've, they're really making it a bipartisan thing. They're, they're, uh, they were signed, like Lindsey Graham's, who, who I'm guessing Lindsey Graham's probably never been to First Avenue or right. 7th Street Entry. Uh, he's, you know, he's, they're, they're totally reaching across the aisles and, and getting support from both sides. Okay, and, good. And then, yeah, they, they had, Huge rock stars, gigs climate, you know, sign up uh, too. They've been uh, Dave Grohl, who who actually was supposed to play. This this wasn't known, but the Foo Fighters are going to be playing a surprise show at First Avenue as part of the 50th anniversary oh. celebration. Yeah, that just added to the sting of of them being shut down. That would have been awesome. And they they had some other big shows that were supposed to happen because it was their 50th anniversary and. Not yet. Okay, so Chris, first anniversary. If people have, um, because I know that wasn't it, uh, weren't uh, wasn't the Motley Crew and Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jet, wasn't that coming up here? And have they rescheduled that show? Yeah, they just rescheduled that for for July eighth at U.S. Bank Stadium. I think of the thing when these when these shows are being rescheduled. I think as much as people want to know when the new date is. When they finally announce the new date and, and settle on it, that's when people can get the refunds. Oh, yeah. okay. The master policy is if there's a, once they set a new date, there's a 30-day window that you can ask for a refund. And I, I mean, I think just because of the economic times, I think as many people are probably seeking a refund as as looking forward to going to the show next year. Yeah. So if you but, had a ticket, though, you would just keep it for next year. That's the that's the usual. Yeah, the thing I wonder about that that I haven't been clear on though is if if all these people are getting refunds, the people who hang on to their tickets should be able to get better seats. Well, <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. Absolutely, because they're they're doing the float for the company for you know a year. Yeah, uh, talk yeah, to, right. Talk to us, Chris, about um, it was uh, debuted number one on uh, iTunes today. Bob Dylan's new album, um, getting rave reviews. Are you in that same camp? Yeah, I am. Old Bob, he's he's still uh he's still full of surprises. It's a it's an interesting record. It's it's um it's his first original all with original songs in in 8 years. He he did these couple of these records, three of them with singing American Standard, Sinatra yes. and Irving Berlin stuff. I, those bored the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I didn't need, don't need to hear Bob Dylan singing Frank Sinatra. <laughs> this is this is back to Bob back to Bob being Bob it's it's you know this really evocative lyrics and and it's got a it's he made it with his touring band as as the band so it's just got a really good groove to it it's kind of mellow but but this kind of deep groove uh Charlie Sexton who's been his guitar player for 20 years who uh, I knew from my Austin days. He's kind of a hero in Austin. He's he's kind of the all over it in a, in a very tasteful way, and and it's just it's got a great groove, but it's also Bob song doing the songwriting that he does so best with. You know, it doesn't really speak to the times right now, but it's it's still just kind of rife with that. You know, where where is America right now? Kind mm-hmm. of theme. It's 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 pretty fascinating stuff so yeah i i, I recommend it we okay. listened to it today before our show and it it's good yeah 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 i mean we played we played the three songs that dropped before the mm-hmm. whole album came out and and one day we played a bob song and then we played like uh 
you know, stupid love or whatever, the Lady Gaga, and you couldn't have more different sounds. I know. Yeah. Both yeah, good. No you didn't play the whole 17 minutes. No, we didn't. No. no, we didn't. Okay. I might have made yeah, it through 10 today, though, in our cube. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, you know, you still with Bob. You still got to get used to that that singing voice of his. Yeah, is, is, is it, it is what it is. And I think most of his diehard fans are are used to it enough to really appreciate the the songwriting on this one. All right, very cool. It's, well, um, we thank you and John for always giving us some good uh, music picks every weekend. I know the hook stream is happening three weeks late. The hook and ladder is ready to do their virtual series and. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Davina and Vagabonds are streaming from there t- tomorrow night. It's kind of a fundraiser for the venue, also the bands, and also uh, they're, you know, they're the hook and ladder were right in the thick of the, yes, the, they were. the looting and fires and everything on East Lake Street. So it's a miracle they survived. So really, really rooting for them at this point. Yeah, go to the hookminneapolis.com and then backslash hookstream. And of course, follow Chris on Twitter, Twitter at Chris R, Chris R at Strib. Glad you don't make it. Strib at dot com. Yeah, thank and thank you, you guys yeah, for whatever. all your hard work you're doing. Yeah, no, we're glad we're glad to still be working. You know, there's yep. there's been lots of news and people people have been reading us, so we we appreciate people reading us. All right, Chris, thank you so much. Right. Enjoy okay, your okay. weekend. You all right, talk to you later when we come back. Um, we've got some Hollywood news and some other news of people changing names and logos. Sing it, Julia. I <laughs> need you here with me. Hi, everybody. TGIF. We've gotten over the 52,000 mark, Julia. People have been donating. Thank you, everybody. Kayla. Again, we've got kids donating their, you know, money that they've raised for babysitting or whatever. So it's all all dollar amounts. That's awesome. That's going, just go to my talk, Keyword Neighbor. And it's an, uh, we're doing a fundraiser on behalf of the Neighborhood Development Center, which is going to help businesses that need whatever they may need in the Lake Street area and the Midway Frogtown. In St. Paul. In St. Paul. Yes. Right. All right. Okay, so this was, this actually happened, um, I, think it was I believe it was just yesterday. Oh, was it just yesterday? Yesterday or late uh, Wednesday night, and it it was the announcement that um, Quaker Oats is retiring the 131-year-old Aunt Jemima brand. This is audio. I can't remember what morning show is giving us this audio, but here we go. The end of what is one of the longest running trademarks and logos in American advertising. Within hours of announcing it will be renamed and rebranded, at least three more major food brands following Aunt Jemima's lead. Mrs. Butterworth's Cream of Wheat and Uncle Ben's Rice. It's all about making sure that you have representation at the table for people that really can actually make a decision. I mean, that decision isn't just about changing an ad. Calls for change came after this TikTok video viewed more than a million times spotlighting Aunt Jemima's origins. Let me fix you some breakfast. Aunt Jemima? Did you know the name Aunt Jemima means slave mammy of the plantation south? Did you know the founder, Chris Rutt, a white man, got the name after attending a minstrel show? Think blackface. Aunt Jemima has undergone makeovers. In 1989, her headscarf was replaced with an updated hairstyle and pearls. But some believe until now, the brand had not done enough. Aunt Jemima was almost an exact replica of the Mammy character in Gone with the Wind, uh, who, was, who was a servant, right? And so it really brings back and, and conjures images of servitude. 
Now think yeah. about that. That girl that they showed in that video. Mm-hmm. It's a TikTok video and this gal so cute and she's got the aunt jemima you know the pancake the mix and she that that video that video sparked pepsico which is who owns that brand uh you know they own quaker oats and everything Mm -hmm. else to actually change a name and brand manager there's an interesting story in the business section of the star tribune today about how brand managers have been trying for years to get their companies to listen to, to the listen to them that and Jemima is based yeah. on you know a racial and cultural stereotype and they were just like oh well we'll take up the headscarf we'll add the pearls we'll do the mm-hmm. you know kind of and it this TikTok video, video that has over a million views and then people tweeting at the organization for people to go to look at it with fresh eyes and go, oh, wait a second. And and, and you think about how you think how that we didn't even see that or think of that, Lori. Yes. At all. I know. At all. I know. And then um, when you think about we don't the things that we don't think about. Right. Because it's not affecting us. Yeah. We're not looking at that. And now I, 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 I was. um laughing with dr crutchfield we're like okay mrs butterworth because you know that one that one is like you look at it and you're like okay you can't really tell you know on that one so we were kind of laughing he goes well when the syrup is empty then she looks like she's a white she lady does. or yeah. whatever so Cause bottle's brown it's a clear, to start it. yes. clear bottle but um anyway it it is i thought that that was just completely fascinating that it was one influencer who was didn't even realize how influential that she was going to be and just spread like wildfire and um you know if if you're bugged about that being changed don't text us or email no one's going to do that so that that is happening um also um happening is uh johnny depp um, in the wake of all the oh. news that has come out this week about the threesomes, the, the, the threesomes that Elon Musk maybe had with his wife, uh, his his people said, "Listen, it's time for you to do a virtual uh, Jack's Captain Jack Sparrow visit." And so he has, and he's actually been in person at the Queensland Children's Hospital in um, Australia. So you know, from the comfort of his farm village that he has in france he put on his captain jack i love it yeah so he he, feels to me like he might be sober could that possibly be true true, after we saw him be such a a, i don't know what kind of a wreck he was just when he did that long rolling stone three overnight interview i don't i don't know but yeah he made the kids in the hospital yeah i'm sure he did all right All right, we will be back. Um, We're going to do our happy hour uh, magic music moment with Rocco at 5 today. We'll be back. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.